Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balance Pod Pod. I'm Corinne Graustra, holistic health and behavior change coach, podcaster, blogger, and I'm so excited about today's episode because I've really been racking my brain to think about how can I show up on my podcast and really just on, I haven't really been on a ton on social media, but how can I show up in a way that's going to be helpful, not overwhelming, and in a way that's actually going to be not only encouraging, but uplifting. I don't know. I don't know if any of that made sense, but here we are. (laughs) So what I came up with, what I was really thinking about is not, you don't need another like virtual workout. You don't need another person to tell you that they're having a hard day. You don't need another person. You know what I mean? Like you, I see every time I open up my Instagram, which is why I haven't been on there very much lately, is that's all of that, right? It's, it's online workouts, which is amazing. To those of you guys who are doing that, that is fantastic. I thought about it for like five seconds. Then I was like, no, you don't need me to do that. <laughs> you guys have lots of other lots of other people to help in that. I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm really going to just focus on bringing you not only relevant content, but content that makes you think um, on the podcast, content that makes you think and challenges potentially the way that you are currently doing things, which is, of course, how we grow and how we learn. And so what I really ended up thinking about is the biggest thing that I'm seeing across the board is that we're having a hard time understand, I don't know, this may or may not apply to you, but what I'm, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling is we're having a hard time understanding why this is happening and that, that it's never going to end. And I know for some of you guys, you might be laughing, but I've had a lot of people bring up in my coaching practice, what if this never ends? And I, like it's never occurred to me that that like to think it to think of it that way and so it it has caught me off guard a couple different times um and so like so today is today's title is finding meaning in a hard season and embracing rest and I think that that is such a big topic I was just again like trying to rack my brain thinking what is actually going to be helpful right because we can talk about the how-tos all day we can talk about how to work from home which I will um we have another episode on that um so check that out but how to like it, and that's how to how to deal with a, a change in routine so the practical considerations right but i don't just want to stay surface level because that would be really easy how to work from home how to avoid binge eating how to right those are are things that are helpful but they don't actually get to the problem get to the the root of it those are just symptoms so finding meaning in a hard season and embracing rest. And I think those are two really, really important things. And that really encompasses, I don't know what I'm going to talk about on the podcast after this, because this really (laughs) encompasses everything that I've been thinking and have been feeling about the situation. So without further ado, let's jump in. This is going to be a two-part episode, uh, not, not in two different episodes, but two kind of different, it'll be finding meaning in a hard season one section, and then also we'll talk about embracing rest. So two kind of different sections. First things first, finding meaning in a hard season. This is really difficult. There are lots of, so yes, right now we're all going through COVID. I am almost um, sick of talking about it and hearing about it because it's just everywhere, right? We just, it just never ends. But I just, when you guys are coming back and listening to this, 
later. I want to just give a little bit of context of when this episode is coming out. So of course, that's what we're all thinking about right now. That is also something that is going to kind of color this episode in terms of some of the context-specific changes we've seen, where, right, where we're working from home or we've got more time or social obligations are canceled, things like that. Um, again, as I've said before, I don't want to step on any toes. I just want to remind you that things will resonate with you if they need to resonate with you. Um, know that there is absolutely no possible way that I can speak to every single person's experience with this and where our circumstances. Um, and so if you are going through this episode and you're like, I don't have more time, like, okay, totally cool. That's really valid. I'm not saying that every single person has more time, um, especially if you are an essential worker, you're going to work. <laughs> if you're in the healthcare field, I hear you're working six, seven days a week, long shifts. Thank you, by the way. And thank you to all of you guys who are essential and who are going into work every day, especially when you're not in healthcare, to make our lives easier. Maintenance people, dr bus drivers, um, garrison is essential in a in whole building, which doesn't seem to impact a lot of us, but um, it does still play a, a big role in the economy. And there's, so there's there's lots of of people who are doing things behind the scenes to make things run. And I did just want to say thank you to you guys. Um, we. I can't speak for anybody else, but I am staying home <laughs> to to make sure that you guys are as safe as you can doing what you what you are doing just because, of course, you don't really have a choice. So and then I know that there's some of us who have been recently unemployed or we've been furloughed. So, of course, there's tons of different circumstances that could be happening while you're listening to this. I am super sensitive of all of that, but I am going to give the message I'm going to give. Let what resonates with you resonate with you. Um, but if something really makes you flare up inside and you get angry, that actually usually, not always, but that's usually a good sign, as at least it is for me, that I didn't want to hear that thing because I know it's true and I don't want to acknowledge it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of like when somebody's like, oh, I hate when people do this. And you're like, I do that every day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, me too. Totally obnoxious. <laughs> right? So before we j dive in, I just wanted to preface it with that. So I think that what this is, this whole situation is bringing out, oh, before I forget too, this can be applied to a lot of things. So this whole finding meaning in a hard season specifically um, can be used for any hard season. Yes, we're going through this um, as a country right now and it really is a, as a world. Um, is that how you would even say it? That sounded really funny coming out. <laughs> But also there's a lot of hard seasons we're going through, right? Like there's a lot of times we've got disappointment or we've got um, just things things are not working out how we wanted them to. We're going through a hard season in our job or with our spouse or our boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. There's lots of hard seasons in life. There always will be. There always has been. Um, and so one of the things that, that you can do when you are in a hard season is you can kind of pay attention to how you react to that. There's a couple of different ways to react in a hard season. I've seen them all. I've, he I've heard of people taking this time and really bettering themselves. I've heard of people getting angry at this whole situation and what it's done to us. I've heard, you know, people are withdrawing into themselves. None of this stuff is wrong. Like, it's okay to feel however you feel. It is totally okay. However, it's if you stay there or not. So you can choose overall. And when I say you can choose to see things, um, I mean, as like your worldview, if that makes any sense. So not just like this was an inconvenience, but to see like all the bad things that happen in this, in this light, um, things in, in, as an inconvenience, it's a problem. Um, at, really just seeing everything that happens that is not what you would choose 
really negatively, right? Um, you can get, and then along that same, along those same lines, you can get upset and fearful or panicked and overwhelmed. And there's all sorts of negative emotions that can come with this stuff. Any, any hard season. That's normal. That's okay. That's totally fine. But do you stay there? Because from what you do there is really going to impact, honestly, how things turn out for you. And I know that sounds really big, bold, I don't know. But it it really will. I mean, what I've seen across the board is that the people who typically have, who, who try to make the most out of things do. And the people who are, who are kind of stuck in that place of being resentful and fearful and frustrated and overwhelmed, they they aren't looking for those opportunities or the ways to kind of make the most of things. And things do just continue to suck because that's the way you're seeing them. So you can also choose to try and see what the value is in this season and what you can learn. So I just wanted to say this is hard. This is hard for a lot of reasons, but it's also beautiful for a lot of reasons. This is a very challenging time that is, and we'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about embracing rest, but that is forcing us to slow down. <laughs> it's forcing us to slow down and to connect to the people in our lives, to be creative with what we're doing at home, to get in just different mindsets and different ways of doing things. I've had so many people tell me that they're surprised that they are able to do so much with their kids because they used to think that like a day with the kids was like, let's go to the zoo or let's go to the aquarium or let's go somewhere and, and do something. And they said they are having just as much fun connecting at home and they didn't even realize that they didn't need to go somewhere. They could just get creative. So they're what you can do in this season, specifically of COVID, while we're all kind of dealing with being home and what everybody's calling quarantine. When I think, I don't know about you, but when I think of quarantine, I think of somebody like, Monsters Inc. Yellow coat, yellow lab coat, somebody telling me that I can't leave. Um, you know what I mean? Just like being forced to stay in a specific room. That is real quarantine. We're just being asked to stay at home. Do you know what I mean? Even the state, like the places that stay at home orders. I live in Minnesota. We do have a stay at home order. You're not supposed to go places that you don't need to be. Um, you really are only allowed to be out and about doing specific activities, but nobody's holding me down. Nobody's telling me that I have to stay in a room with nothing. I have my whole house. I have the internet. I have Netflix. I have all of the things. I have puzzles. I have people. And I know not everybody has a luxury of being with people. So if you are alone, I do um, I do feel for you during this time because I know it would be hard to be alone for this long. So make sure that if you are alone, that you're talking with people regularly, you're getting connected, you are even just going to see, like having somebody come for a walk and staying six feet away. My parents have been doing that and it's been so much fun. Um, to go for a walk and sit. we're still staying six feet away. We're still, nobody's touching anything. We're not getting close enough to even share, you know, share anything in terms of germ wise, but we're, we still get to go with each other on a walk and talk and see face to face. Cause I know a lot of us are having a hard time with the virtual piece. But again, the point is, what can I learn from this? Because that's where the growth mindset comes in, is what can I learn from this? What can I take from this so it, it sucks a little bit less in the end? Because the hard seasons are still the hard seasons, however you see them, right? They're still, uh, let, me, let me contextualize the hard season. So we're still being asked to stay at home. Whether you've got a great attitude or a bad attitude, whether you get a lot out of this or nothing out of this. You could spend the, you could spend the let's say, quarantine last eight weeks or, or isolation, whatever you want to call it, last eight weeks total. Um, you could spend those eight weeks with your head in like your technology 
or and just kind of feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and bummed and sad and all the feelings that come with that and staying in that space or you can decide what is this trying to teach me? And what do, I, what do I want to get out of this time? How do I want to spend my time here? Because I have eight weeks, like the, the eight weeks is going to pass anyways. The circumstances are the same, but it's how you view it. Your perception of this situation and of a hard season just in general makes all the difference. That is why you see people who are functioning at a really high level at this time, who are really positive and who are, you know, able to stay grateful and thankful and share some of the really positive things that are happening for them. They're able to see the silver lining because they've moved past their negative feelings or feelings of overwhelm. Not every single day, all day, right? So it's okay to still have these feelings, but overall, it's a spirit of how, even still, how can I move forward or what can what can I do in that situation? So I live by this two-step process. I didn't realize that this was a thing until recently, but I I tend to see, try to see the opportunity in things. I've always, I, I have a growth mindset. I'm sure that's probably not very surprising for those of you that have listened to the podcast before. I love to learn. I love to change. I love to grow and develop. And I just like to be better <laughs> than it was yesterday or last year. And so that comes with consistently trying to grow and trying to say, what can I learn from this? How can I make this experience better? So the next time I have a hard season, I can embrace it with grace and I can you know, it can get a little bit better each time. And so I didn't realize this, but I was was really thinking before this episode, and I, I live by a two-step process. Step one is figuring out how I feel initially, like feeling all the feelings. Feeling sad, feeling frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, feeling bummed, feeling even positive emotions, feeling excited I get to spend the time with my husband, spent feeling kind of grateful that I don't have to say no to everything because everything is already canceled, you know? <laughs> uh, before this, I was already feeling like I needed some extra rest. Um, doing the, I know I shared this last week, but doing this as a, I am not anywhere near a healthcare worker. You guys are amazing. I am not, I'm, I'm at home all day, period. But at the end of the day, I do still speak with clients all day, every day about their health behaviors. And this has just come up a lot. So in all day, every day, I'm speaking about this and I'm counseling on this, more like stress reduction and a lot of things we talked about here on the podcast. And it's exhausting. It's draining. And so I have needed to withdraw a little bit more uh, in the last couple of weeks, especially being that up until recently, my I, and I think I shared this last week too, <laughs> pregnancy brain is real, but I, I was really experiencing some negative symptoms from being pregnant and I was just wiped like between work and then being pregnant. It's <laughs> just like, I've got nothing else. I can't come to your thing. I can't do that. I don't have the energy in me. Um, so feeling all the feelings, whether they're on the positive emotion spectrum or negative emotion spectrum, but like feel, feel your feelings, work through your feelings sit in them. This is the hardest and, and most frustrating and overwhelming thing is to sit in your feelings because it's uncomfortable. It sucks. But intentionally sitting in your feelings and processing them, um, that's what moves you from point A to point B, right? Um, but honestly, the the discomfort of that really pushes me to work through it a little bit faster because I'm like, I don't want to sit here. So I know that if I never process this, then it's got way more power over me and I'm going to stay stuck. So I know I need to process this. I know I can't just avoid it forever. So I better just process it now. Let's just get out of the way. <laughs> Let's just get out of the way, move forward so that I can move into a place where I do feel a little bit more positive and, and, and happier, not about the situation, but just less negative or or less feeling less of those, those negative emotions 
And again, the longer these emotions stay unprocessed, the longer you put it off, the longer you numb yourself and you just spend your time doing things that feel mindless to you, that feel like a break, but really aren't a break because they're not giving you any time to process things that are actually going to help you move forward, you end up just staying stuck. And so then you're in this place of fear and overwhelm or panic or whatever for a really long time and it feels like you can't get out of it process those emotions, talk through it, work through it. Honestly, seeing a therapist is one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. I love, love, love working with a therapist. I'm a verbal processor. I know not obviously not everybody's a verbal processor, but that to me means that I just need her to listen and I just need to like talk. (laughs) I need to talk in a space where I'm not going to be interrupted, where nobody's going to give me like, oh, that's dumb, right? It's a very supportive environment where she just listens. She's like, okay, any other thoughts? I'm like, no. She's like, okay, here's what I'm getting from that. (laughs) Where do you want to go from here? Right. Then she'll ask me the the typical therapist question. So if you need to go to therapy, do that. There's so many places that are doing online therapy and so many different resources that are available for free support or cheap support or just lots and lots and lots of options. So don't be afraid to get into that. I know that that sounds like easier said than done to not be afraid of that, but that is where I have made more progress through therapy than I have on my own times 100, always. I can do all the processing on my own, but if it stays stuck in my head, that's where all my progress stays as well. So step one is to figure out how I feel initially and and vocalize or work through those feelings, sit in them, intentionally process them, the whole nine yards. Number two then is step two, once I've done that, and that, that's variable. It might take me five minutes. It might take me a couple weeks. I had a really... Um, a really serious, like probably the most crushing disappointment that I've ever had um, last December. And that was really, 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 really hard for me to work through. And still, I was really proud of myself because it took me about a week. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was pitying and I was frustrated. I was overwhelmed. I was just pissed. (laughs) I was really unhappy for about a week. And then I was like, well, I can stay here. I can be mad but that's just stealing time from me. And time is my most precious resource. It's not renewable. Um, and so I don't I don't want to stay in this place. I worked through them. I talked with people. Um, I really just tried to process what I was feeling and why. And all of it is right. There's no wrong feelings to, to feel. But then I moved on to step two, where you figure out what this is teaching you and how you can move forward. And that is where I have seen the most growth in my life. That is why I get a lot of people who are like, why aren't you, why aren't you as overwhelmed? Why aren't you freaking out? And it's because number one, like I talked about last week, I'm controlling my input. I'm not getting the panic because I'm not looking at the panic. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I'm looking at the information and the information is not making me feel panicked. Uh, it's making me feel informed. Uh, and so that's another really big one. If you, and I'm going to try to find a way to, in my, here's what I'll do. In my Instagram bio, I will put a link to a video that I watched the other day that was life-changing on this. Um, it's how do we, like, how do we handle a situation like this? Uh, and, and what can we do? Like, how how can we, <laughs> it's so hard to explain, but like, how can we move forward at a time like this without being panicked? How could we experience a pandemic without being panicked and freaked out? And what, like, what can we do? How, how do we do that? So I'll put the link. I was <laughs> trying to rack my brain for how I was going to make that work. I'll put the link in the in my Instagram bio at the balance body underscore. So if you're curious to look at that, um, go ahead and, and watch that or listen, watch or listen, whichever you want to do. Um, but again, 
Two steps, figure out how you feel initially, vocalize it, work through that. And then step two is figure out what this is teaching you and how you can move forward. And I, and for that, I do use a, a kind of a process where I will write things out. Uh, you might have heard me share this before, but this is really kind of like my just this is honestly how I, just how I process things. <laughs> it's may or may not work for you, but I take out a sheet of paper. And I write down all the things that are stressing me out and that are making me feel the negative feelings and I write them down. And I have three columns. I have, can I, in, is it within my control? Yes or no. So I have the problem in one column. Can I control it? Yes or no in a, in a second column. And in the third column is, um, it's twofold, which I'll explain in a second. So do I have control? Yes or What is it? Number one, do I have control? Yes or no. And the third one is if yes, what can I change? Or if no, how can I reframe things or let them go? So do I, what is it? Number one, do I have control of it? Yes or no? If the answer is yes in the third column, what can I change? Because I have control over it, right? We have control over what we consume. And honestly, that has that has been shown to be what I've, I've seen this, this is my own independent study. I've seen this over the last couple of weeks be the biggest factor in somebody's, um, stress level or just state of being, right? What you're taking in really matters. Really, really matters. So if not, if you can't control it, which most of us can't control a lot of things that are happening right now, how can I reframe things or let them go? This reframing of things changes your life. When you, I had somebody tell me that they were feeling really angry uh, at this situation and they were mad that it stopped people from gathering and it, they were mad that it you know, just all the, all the things that are, that come with this. And I get it. It's frustrating. It's hard. It's, it's easy to be mad, but then, then like, then what? If you stay mad, you do nothing, like you get nothing out of this. You just are mad and it takes away from your health and your joy in this moment. But if you can work through those feelings, acknowledge them, definitely acknowledge them, but then think even still, how can I move forward and what is this teaching me? Like, what can I learn from this? And I honestly feel like one of the biggest things we can learn from this season is how to slow down. We, and I'll talk about this in the next section too, but we are in a culture that doesn't like to be slow. And so we are being forced to be slow. This can teach you so much. We're being forced to connect with our families and their friends and the people that we love. We're being forced to sit with ourselves and see what that feels like. What do you actually like? But most of us have never spent this much intentional time with ourselves or unintentional, I suppose, uh, time with ourselves to really understand ourselves. That's okay. But do you want to continue like that? Right? What, what can this season teach me? What can this hard season teach me? So really asking yourself, what can I learn from this? Once you process your feelings can make all the difference. Next on the list, though, for this episode, we've got embracing rest. And this is a, this is a big one. Uh, I think... There's so much to say about rest. So I'm just probably going to end up brushing the surface. But if there's more on this you want me to talk through or you want to dig a little bit deeper into this, let me know. Again, email me. All the information is going to be uh, in the show notes for today. And there is a blog post that goes with this. So if you would like to share that with friends or family or whoever you think would be um, – would respond to this awesome, please also share the podcast. That's another really great way to get uh, the word out there and to just share some of the the things that we hear here. Here, here. Uh-huh. <laughs> here, here. So embracing rest. <laughs> this is a big one, like I said. With the culture that we're in, it is extremely uncommon for us to rest completely guilt-free. 
We are told that we should do more and be more and have more. And if we're resting, then we're weak, we're undisciplined, and we just need to be doing more to justify our value. Our worth, uh, we are in a country specifically um, that and for those of you who are outside of the U.S., this is I'm speaking to U.S. And I've heard it's very interesting, actually. Um, I have a client who lives in Sweden and she's shared with me a couple different things. Like, number one, she's like the American media is making making people really scared about this whole situation because uh, she can tell the difference between her media and the media that we have here. Um, she's from the U.S. So it was a really interesting insight into that. But on top of that, too, we just as a country, we value we we measure our value rather um, and our worth into what we do and not in who we are or how we treat others. We put very little stock as a country in that. I, I don't really, obvi- there's now kind of been a push for kindness, but before that I didn't really hear much about kindness. I didn't hear about being a good person, right? It's like, what are you doing? Do more, be more, achieve more, and that makes you better. Um, and of course that's distilling it, making it very simple, but what this means <laughs> practically is that we're always in a race. We are always in a race. We are in a race to get involved in things, to have a side hustle. We feel pressure to do something more. If we're just slowing down, we feel pressure like we're not doing enough, like we're getting behind. Behind for what? What are we behind for? I would argue, I, I know I've shared this before. I had a coworker, an old coworker, um, who had shared with me all the time that she was just doing a million things. She's like sleeping for four hours a night and she had three jobs, just going to retire by the time she was 35 or something like that. And at first I envied her. I was like, wow, you seem to have your life together. That's really great. And then I realized, whoa, I, you couldn't pay me to do that. I don't want to do that. I have no interest in working that much and in doing that much for a future that's not guaranteed. There's a there's a, a fine line between working for your future and like toiling away your now. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. It is important to work for your future, of course. You do not want to only live for the, for today. But if you're never living for today, if you're not doing anything that is helping you to relax and slow down and connect with the people in your life right now, hustle doesn't get you a fulfilled life. You know what I mean? Just gets you to achieve more, which is great, but not what your value, not how we measure value, or not how I measure value. Um, and so one of the things that this makes us do then is we feel guilty when we rest. We have a hard time taking a break. We have a hard time saying no. We have a hard time not posting on social media if you're regularly posting, or if you're a business owner, if you are somebody who just likes to post, you're like, oh my gosh, sorry, I've been MIA. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? We just feel guilty for resting. And not resting is dangerous. It's really dangerous. Not resting can lead to, I, I came up with a list of about five things, but this is not an exhaustive list. And also this is not, not all of these will happen, but me, more than one of these can happen. Um, number one is operating on autopilot your whole life. That's not fun. Um, before you know it, you are just looking back and you're going, where did all that time go? What was I doing? You were doing your day-to-day, but you didn't grow in the year. You weren't fulfilling your dreams or doing anything that you have been longing to do. You were just operating on autopilot, right? I find myself doing this a lot with technology, and that is something that I'm really trying to work on because it makes me uncomfortable when I have an entire day that I look back and I don't know what I did. Or I sat in front of the TV and did a puzzle on my iPad for three hours. <laughs> I'm not – there's nothing wrong with with – any of that individually. But for me, that's living my life on autopilot. 
spending that much time. There's a difference between an hour or two, like a show or two. And there's a difference between turning on the TV all night and just vegging out, right? So operating on autopilot your whole life is what can happen when you when you don't rest because you're just used to going. You have to, in order to go that fast, you have to maintain a pace. That means you don't have time to, to unwind and to, to do anything other than work on autopilot. Number two is to feel unfulfilled, right? Not resting can lead you to feeling unfulfilled. And because you're feeling unfulfilled, taking on more to try to fill the fill the gap when the gap is really not it's it's not filled by stuff it's not filled by doing things it's not filled none of that is is really going to fill your the gap that you have and so that's one of the things though like the the gap of feeling unfulfilled Uh, that's one of the things that can be easy to do when we feel like we're not fulfilled is to take on more stuff when really all we need to do is just rest and enjoy the stuff we already have we need to enjoy our family we need to enjoy the stuff that we didn't purchase or even the stuff we did purchase (laughs) i guess that that's another thing too right if you have a second home like let's say you've got a cabin everybody not everybody but a lot of people have a cabin in minnesota um if you worked really hard for your cabin but you are never there go enjoy your cabin or you're there the entire time and you're working you're not enjoying it if you're there the entire time and you are just never, again, taking a break to do anything, you're just going, 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 going. You're never sitting down for one second. Again, that's kind of on autopilot, right? Number three, um, not resting can lead to getting your worth from what you do instead of who you are, how you treat people, your values, the whole nine yards. So that is one, too, where it just our priorities then are out of whack because we're not resting, because we're not resting is like calibrating. It's like, so when you sleep, your body restores itself. And that's what happens when you rest. Your life restores itself. Obviously not perfectly, not quite as easily as sleeping does for our body, but that's when you have a chance to step back and reflect. That's when you have a chance to step back and to figure out, okay, how are things going? Do I like this? Do I not like this? You are able to see things a little more clearly and look at the bigger picture and not just the next day or the next thing that you have to accomplish. And so not resting can potentially mean that your vision is skewed on on what makes you valuable. And then now you're getting your worth from what you do instead of who you are, how you treat people, the whole nine yards. Um, number four, uh, not resting. And I experienced this so bad last year. This is what happened after December. Took me probably eight full weeks of doing absolutely nothing to recover. And honestly, I don't really feel fully recovered. Um, Burning out hard is what can happen. And making yourself sick, that's another really big one. A lot of chronic illnesses happen because you don't slow down, because you never take the time to rest and listen to your body and the promptings that it tells you uh, and to just go, we're not made to go a million miles an hour. We're just not. And number five is a lack of, and I mentioned this a minute ago, but like a lack of opportunity to optimize your life by taking time away from the things that you're doing to see how they're actually affecting you and if any changes need to be made, right? Maybe you're, you've got this, this pattern you're in, but you don't, because you're doing it every day and you're so busy, you don't realize it's really not working for you. It's not that helpful. You don't feel that good when you do it, but you're doing it because this is, this is the routine I set out for myself and now I am committed because I don't have time to rethink it. It's just, it, it, it's my routine. It's fine. So those are all things that not resting can lead to. And the opposite can happen when you rest. You can start to live your life intentionally because you're not on autopilot. You have the space and time to think about how things are affecting you and doing and how you're doing. And you can make changes according to that. You will start, you can feel fulfilled. You can figure out what actually helps you to feel fulfilled 
honestly, it's probably going to be a lot of your family. Hopefully there's some Jesus in there. And so just some, the things that don't, that like all of the, <laughs> I just think of like the Grinch, right? I just watched it actually the other day while we were uh, hanging out at home and I, I just got like a nostalgic, I need to watch the Grinch and make some cookies. I think I might've mentioned that. And uh, so I was watching it. And of course, right, it's this, the, the lesson at the end is that Christmas is more than presents. It's about being together and loving, you know, loving your neighbor and all that stuff. And I think most, like most of the kids' movies are happy movies. They end that way. And so that's like, that's actually probably a really big part of our life. If you are in good relationship with your family and your friends and you are, you have deep relationships that fill you up and that fill up your bucket, you're going to be much more happy, but you can't do that unless you invest in those relationships. And that takes time, but it also takes a little bit of rest away from whatever you're doing. Um, now part of me, as I've been thinking about this, I wonder as <laughs> this is my psychology degree talking, I wonder if as a country we're bored right now, like I've heard, I've heard so much, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And I wonder if it's not due to a lack of things to do, because honestly, there's more to do than there ever has been. But instead, because we're used to running at a hundred miles an hour and keeping things surface level with ourselves, when you're running so fast, you don't have time to think deep about what's going on in your life. <laughs> like on like things like deep things. Like if you like who you are as a person, if you like the direction your life is headed, if you enjoy your career, if you are fulfilled by your career, deeper things that are extremely uncomfortable to think about and to get deep with. Like these are not fun to do, but they don't just happen uh when you're listening to a podcast or a book or watching TV or like you got to get quiet for this. You got to get quiet with no other input, maybe some music, but honestly, like you got to give yourself some time to think these things or they won't come up. There's a study done and this is so interesting and super sad at the same time. There's a study done where people were placed in a room by themselves for 15 minutes with nothing to do uh, or distract them except for a button that when pressed sent a painful shock to them. <laughs> right. And so before starting the study and going into the room, they knew what the button did. So this wasn't a surprise. Um, and almost all the participants said that they would pay to avoid the pain of the shock. They're like, yeah, no, no, thanks. Don't, don't, put me, don't put me down for shock, please. <laughs> but when they got into the room and they were forced to be alone with themselves and their thoughts for a mere 15 minutes, 67% of participants chose to shock themselves, give themselves a like knowingly give themselves a painful shock for something to do and to distract themselves, and some even more than once, which is craziness. I'm wondering if the intense fear that we're feeling as a country is due in part, of course, yes, to the media and to the situation itself, which is, yes, scary. Um, but also that the longer this goes on, the longer that we're kept away from our mind-numbing busy lifestyles, and that we're forced to confront the hard things about ourselves. Like, I wonder if that's playing into it. We might not know it. You might think I'm crazy talking about this, and if I'm not right on totally fine. I'm just spitballing here. But I've heard a lot of people share that they don't like to be alone with themselves. And that is normal. Doesn't mean it just, right? Just, we know, just because something is normal, does that mean it's ideal, right? But that is always so interesting to me. And I just, I wonder how much of this discomfort that we're feeling about being asked to stay at home is less about the situation. Like we're safe at home. If you actually follow the guidelines and you don't leave and you do all your stuff, we're, we're safe. We're safe at home, not stuck at home. I feel great in my house because I know that I'm safe there. I'm not stuck there. I am also stuck there, but I'm not just stuck there. I'm safe there as well. And so I know that 
I I feel safe in my house. I don't feel worried in my house. I feel like my house is my haven um, because I choose to see, partly because I choose to see it that way, of course. Um, even though my husband does leave every day. So he goes into work. He deals with other people. He, uh, not in that way, but he, he goes into work. He, you know, sees other people all day long and they're being careful at the office as well. But at the end of the day, it's not just that we're all staying home and I know that nothing is coming into my home, but I still feel really comforted and, and I feel like my home is a haven and that's really cool. Um, but I'm just wondering how many of us are avoiding or we're uncomfortable in this. We're dreading this situation so much because it's forcing us to look at ourselves and to look inside because there isn't a lot of other things to do at the end of the day. Um, and that really is the most important one. I'm just, just curious. So my challenge for you guys this week is to embrace the embrace this time. Embrace the time, the rest it brings. This might be one of the best things to happen to so many of us because we get to taste what rest feels like or we have no expectations from others and our social calendar is it's empty. Like there's literally nothing on it. Things are canceled, <laughs> hard canceled. Um, so we don't have a social calendar. Things are not happening. That means we're, we're not having to say no to things. But at the same time, we are also forced to rest. I I think one of the best thing that's things that's going to come out of this, I really, what I hope is going to come out of this, I don't know that this for sure is going to happen, but I can really hope and pray for this, is that we actually are able to see what rest does for our lives. We probably won't get another chance like this. Maybe we will. Who knows? But a chance to just rest, a chance to be with your people, a chance to actually have no obligations for weeks on end. That's so rare. And this can provide us an opportunity to fully rest. Nobody's expecting you to go above and beyond right now. People, everybody's just kind of trying to make it day to day. This is your chance to play into that. Even if you don't feel like you need to take it day to day, even if you feel like you could do a little bit more. Nobody's asking you to do that right now. This is your opportunity to rest with no expectations, no obligations, no feeling that you should be doing more all day, every day, because it's it's insisted of you or it is expected of you from the people that you work with or the people that you're with in your life. Like that's just not happening like it usually is. So embrace that. Rest. <laughs> Actually rest. The thing is so, it's so interesting or we don't ever get to see what it's like when our social calendar is empty. We know what it's like to be busier um, than we can even handle. And we also know that that kind of feels normal, right? That's our normal. So I'm wondering when this is over and things threaten to go back to normal, right? And by normal, I mean mind-numbingly busy, right? <laughs> then I want to like reflect on the, reflect back on this time. Reflect back on this time where you've successfully rested and there's no wrong way to rest. Whatever you're doing to rest, if you are tuning into yourself and, and actually feeling rested from this time and trying to trying to work through some things that are, that are going on for you, how you're feeling, all the, all the things, um, then you're doing it right. Then you're doing it right. Then you're actually resting. You're not just biding time because there's a difference, right? Resting isn't a physical thing. It's a mental thing. An emotional thing, I think you can rest at any time. I think that you don't need to necessarily have a pandemic for you to rest. Um, but it's more about your your internal posture 
the way that you're, you know, you're mentally approaching things, the way that you're emotionally approaching things? Are you giving yourself the space to feel things? Are you giving yourself the space to just be, to have a night that is not productive and to not cry about it, to eat something that doesn't seem healthy to you and not cry about it and not feel like you have to do everything right all the time? Reflect back on this time when things threaten to go back to normal and figure out what your true priorities are and let those guide your decisions. Let that be, let your priorities and this experience you've had knowing what rest feels like, right? Many of us have an abundance. If you're, if you allow it, you'll, you'll have an abundance of rest. You will feel so good at the end of this, not necessarily just or crazy, but you'll also feel like it was a productive use of your, I hate that I use that word, but you know what I mean, right? Like a, a good use of your time where you didn't just bypass, let's say eight weeks, doing nothing and just sticking your head in technology, but you actually made progress. You moved forward. You understand yourself a little bit better than when when you went into this thing. And that is everything. You get to say no in life. So when you're when things go back to normal, you get to say no and your no is a complete sentence. Saying yes to everything doesn't actually make you more lovable or a better person. It means that you're saying no to the things that truly matter because your yeses and your nos are evenly balanced. Everything you say yes to means a no to something else and every no you say means a yes to something else. So when you're saying no to the social obligations that you don't actually want to do in order to spend more time with your family, you're saying no to those but yes to your family. So the people who are most important to you by setting boundaries get your most important yeses. They are not the ones who are put on the back burner for your nose for that neighbor down the street who you'd love to help, but honestly, you don't really have the capacity for. So now you go on the back burner, but so does your family. Because when we sacrifice ourselves, we sacrifice our family. Because our family needs us to be our best selves in order to be the best for them and to show up the best for them and to have the most patience and the most energy and the best health for them. So take this time and soak it up. Be someone who doesn't need permission to rest. I've seen that so many times. I'm sure you guys know that too. Some of us have a hard time taking time off from the gym. We are really, really not okay with this time where the gyms are closed. You have a hard time taking a rest day. You need somebody to tell you it's okay to take a rest day. Be someone who doesn't need permission to rest. Be someone who can acknowledge when you're close to the edge and when your tank is getting close to empty, and then you can take that and rest. Truly, truly rest. That might mean doing an entire day of nothing. That might mean for you that rest feels like actually, and I know this is going to sound funny to say based on our conversation so far, but your 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 version of rest might need, might be binge watching a show all week, weekend, all weekend. <laughs> a week is a very long time. I was in uh, Wisconsin right when this whole thing kind of started. So the very first weekend this whole thing started before um, COVID being the whole big thing, uh, before there was a stay-at-home order in place I we we were in Wisconsin and the entire weekend I didn't have anything to do it wasn't that nice out so I wasn't gonna go outside I sat and I walked while I laid on the couch because more comfortable right um but I I laid on the couch and I watched two full seasons of a show I binge watched an entire show in three days and I felt so rested when I was done I was like wow I took a whole weekend but I was fully focused on what I was watching because I don't know about you guys, but for me, I find that I need to be, I feel the need to be doing like six things at one time. And so when I'm watching TV, I'm potentially on Pinterest or uh, I know it's only two things at once, but I'm on Pinterest or I'm putting together a puzzle or I'm not even watching what's happening. All of it's background noise for something that doesn't matter and doesn't actually add to my life. It just is distraction from doing something that actually will get me to rest and make me feel good. 
But that time I put my phone away because I knew that the news and the social media right now, that was again when this first started and when it was, uh, we didn't know quite as much and it was really just when it was starting and it was, um, I was watching the news. So there we are. <laughs> I was really scared. Um, and so I, I took, I took the entire weekend away from my phone. I wasn't scrolling. I was doing, I was just watching the show. I was just watching my show and I felt so good when I was done because I didn't feel the need to do anything. I didn't get up and I, in, and first of all, I didn't spend my whole day on Pinterest or on social or on Instagram, but I just felt so good when I was done. I don't know why. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes though, right? We watch a ton of TV and we feel really icky. I didn't feel that. That's for me, the guide on or the gauge for if that was helpful or not helpful. Um, and that is just, it's a really helpful gauge to kind of guide my, my direction on, am I in the right, am I moving in the right direction or not? And that does take a little reflection, right? It's easy. Netflix gives you like four seconds between shows, depending on the show. That's not much time to decide if I want to move forward and or find the remote before it even starts again, or the next episode starts. So it's really easy to just stay in that place. But using, figuring out for yourself, what is a gauge for you? How do you know when you're feeling rested and fulfilled versus when you are just distracting yourself from doing something else? Or when it just feels like, a placeholder for your day. You know, you're just like trying to pass time as fast as you can. So I have a challenge for you. Um, Take this time as an opportunity to figure out what helps you to feel rested and also what drains your energy. Reflect on what's working and what's not. So take this time, figure out what drains me, but what gives me energy. They could be different on different days. You could find after a long day of work, having um, conversations with people around me, that's draining. I just don't have the energy right now. That's okay. Or you might find that that brings you energy. Having a good conversation with a friend. I just need to call a friend each day, five different friends. I'll call them each day. (laughs) I feel great. Or talk to your husband or your wife or whatever. And really just take that time and, and talk to people. What helps you feel rested and what drains your energy? What you've been doing out of obligation And what lights you up or is truly a necessity in your life? These are all things to reflect on. What are you doing out of of obligation? We're not doing anything right now. So what are you doing out of obligation? What are you saying yes to that you roll your eyes and go, I really don't want to do this. Yeah, sure. I'd love to be there, right? We've all done that. (laughs) And so that's a, a great time. Now is a great time to say, wow, I'm so glad I don't have to insert, you know, thing here. Um, one of the things that I found for myself was starting to become an obligation was working at um, Pier Bar. I loved working at Pier Bar. It was so much fun until it felt like an obligation. And I was like, you know what? This isn't serving me anymore. I don't I don't enjoy this. This feels like I have to go. I'm not excited about it. I don't love it as much as I did when I first started. And so I think it's time that I move on. And I did. I actually missed my last day because we are, it's it's closed right now. But I've, I loved every single second at Pier Bar. But it did start to get to a place where I felt, oh, I have to go do this. This is taking away from my life. So I said, no. I said, thank you for everything that you've given me. And I really appreciated all of my time here. But this is not adding to you know, like my bucket right now. And it doesn't mean that that's bad. It doesn't mean that that thing is is not good or isn't helpful for other people or doesn't have a place in your life in a different time. But it's acknowledging right now, this is draining me. And I need all that energy for the people in my life. I only have so much and I want to give it, I want to give it and I want to give it well to the people that are really closest to me. 
And then set relentless. Here, here's one thing that I think we might be that I might be doing in the future um, is a series on boundaries. I know I've talked about the boundaries book. I will do that, but I'm also wondering if I do some sort of companion, like here's what I've learned <laughs> sort of thing, or you know, kind of working through some of the some of the, that book. So if you want to do that with me, go ahead and get the and I'll put the link in the show notes here. Um, but the boundaries by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. That book. We'll go through that. We'll kind of work um, through that. Start reading it. We've got lots of time. I know we have time. <laughs> so use this time that you have. There also is an audiobook. If you're a parent and you don't feel like you have a ton of time, but you've got maybe time you can, you know, while you're cleaning or something that you can listen to, listen to this. Again, it's called Boundaries by by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. Super, honestly, it's one of the most life-changing books I've ever read. I would hands down recommend it to any single person who would ever need to even possibly think about boundaries but I just love it for myself too so I'm going back through it I've already read it it made a huge difference in my life and I'm noticing I'm just kind of getting the itch to get back into it so that I think I will continue to do but set relentless loving boundaries speaking of boundaries that benefit the people closest to you and not strangers who don't impact your life in any way that is one of the things that I see a lot of is is that there we just aren't setting the boundaries that we need to with the people that don't matter and therefore the people that do matter are getting the worst of us. And that sucks. That's really hard. It's changeable. It's totally changeable, but it ha- it takes a little bit of intention, right? So challenge yourself to sit in your feelings, your <laughs> your uncom- your discomfort, your just maybe unhappiness or negative feelings. They feel icky. They don't feel very fun. They're not good uh, to go through they don't feel good to go through but they are so important and until you go through them until you process those feelings you're going to continue to see them come up for you you're going to continue to get angered you're going to continue to feel overwhelmed or upset or frustrated you're going to continue to feel the same feelings because they're not going away they're just being more provoked by what's going on so experience your feelings fight the urge of productivity fight the urge nobody cares if you're productive right now utilize that leverage that like nobody's business because that never happens. And as soon as things are over, that expectation is going to be set right back on us that we are overly productive. We can challenge the status quo by saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't feel that doing more makes me more productive or a a better person. So I'm not going to do that. I feel more productive when I'm at home and I really am being intentional with my relationships. Those are the, that's the time I feel most productive. So this is an opportunity to push against this and to really dig into it. And so I challenge you to embrace this time of rest, embrace this time of, it's a hard season, but embrace this. Challenge yourself to think about it in a new way, to change your perspective and see what happens. And that is what I have. That is my TED Talk. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you guys have any other things that you want to hear about or you want me to share, please, 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 please share that because I want to make sure I'm I'm sharing relevant things on the podcast, but I can only guess if you guys don't tell me. So um, you can share with me through email. You can share with me through DM, um, whatever you are thinking. And I hope this has been helpful. I hope it challenges you to think about things in a new way. And I just look forward to hearing what kind of changes you've made. You're amazing. Have an awesome week. Even if you're not doing anything fun, make it fun. Do something fun for yourself that you are excited about. I spent like two hours this morning doing my nails because I've got the time. I don't think they're going to last very long and they don't look that great, but I had fun doing it and they look good for today. So (laughs) try something new, try something fun. That is all I have. Have an awesome week. Thanks for your ears.
Bye, babe. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. And I want to hear from you. Rate and review the podcast. It's actually the best way to support the show and spread the message. New episodes drop every Monday, so don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You can find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore or at balancedbodyhealth.com. Want to work with me? Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free session to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or suggestions on who or what you want to hear on the show, send them to me via email or on Instagram, and I'll see what I can do. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay balanced.